Podcast Answer Man, episode number 127. Hello, everybody, and welcome back to another episode of the Podcast Answer Man. My name is Cliff Ravenscraft, and today's podcast, I am going to probably very briefly share with you just some examples of what it sounds like to improve the quality of the sound of your podcast. In fact, I think we'll do that and also have time to talk about how I prepare show notes for the various shows that I produce. Well, everybody, I'm so glad that you are tuning in once again to Podcast Answer Man, and thank you for those of you who found me through Google uh, over here at podcastanswerman.com, and very glad to have you joining me for this show, and hopefully you'll find your way to the subscription links there on the site, and would love to have you as a regular subscriber to this podcast. Now, one of the things that I do as a podcast consultant is I try to find as many way po- many ways possible to get my name out into the community. And when I say the community, I mean, well, actually, I have many communities that I'm involved in. But when I say just to get my name out in the community, I want to get out in the area where people are hanging out online, in, through the social networks. And so I have the I have the gspn.tv community, but then I'm also a member of like the SQPN community, which is the StarQuest Production Network, which is ran uh, or at least founded by my friend Father Roderick, a uh, Catholic priest in the Netherlands, great friend of mine. And not only that, but I also am members of other communities. And another community that I'm a part of is the 48 Days to the Work You Love community, uh, ran by Dan Miller. And you can find that over at 48days.net. He has a Ning site. I'm not a huge fan of Ning, but you know what? I go wherever the people are. And that's a philosophy that I've had ever since I started this thing is, you know, if there's a group of people that you want to interact with and they use a particular service, whatever that service may be, then why not go ahead and, and connect with them where they are using the tools that they prefer to use? And of course, Ning is the site that Dan Miller has chosen to use, or at least somebody had set up for him, and he's like, I really like this. And so if it's not broken, don't fix it. That's another philosophy that I have. And what I do when I join a particular community, I try to offer my services to the people in that community. And as you guys are quite aware, I try to give away as much stuff as free as possible, at least as much time as I have available to me to give free advice and knowing that many times that leads to a lot of consulting clients and equipment sales and and you know I I don't necessarily do it just for that purpose but I'd be lying if I said that you know that's not a part of the motivation and so it is just what it is so I I put myself in these communities and if you go to 48days.net and I think I'm just going to pull this up 48days.net slash uh, podcasting, I think is what it is. Yes, 48days.net slash podcasting. There's a, there's a group on Dan Miller's site called Podcasting and New Media, and I facilitate that group on his network. And I am basically, I set it up a while ago. I've just recently started 
getting more active with trying to promote that group among the people who are in the 48 Days community. And and it's really picking up. In fact, I'm going to be sharing with you a bit of, uh, I guess, maybe a question that was submitted via text, but how I went the extra step to re- respond and give him answers to his questions, but not just with text, but also giving him uh, an audio recording that he could listen to and really see the the answers rather than just trying to say, hey, uh, here's, here's, here's a couple quick sentences, you know, and, and here, come check out this podcast episode. I record something specifically for him. So this is basically what had happened. I went over there and I found that Let's see here. I'm thinking his name was Dave. I didn't write down Dave's last name. But anyway, actually I did. Dave Morris, I believe. So Dave Morris sent me a question. He says, listen, I have a technical question and a content question. I do a podcast and he gave me a link to his podcast RSS feed. He says, the podcast focuses on Japan. My goal is to have more of a Japan graduate level sort of podcast as compared to a Japan 101 type of podcast. My technical question is this. I record everything using Skype and PowerGrammo. And he says, I do this through an Elecom HS HP02 headset. I edit such as it is through Audacity. I can't seem to get my audio levels up enough, however. The interviewee levels are usually fine, but my levels always seem too low. How can I correct this? All right, his next question, he says, my content question is this. I did an interview for my next planned podcast yesterday. Without going into details, it didn't turn out as I had hoped. I ended up arguing about the politics of the interviewee's site, a site that centers around Islam and Japan, access... Uh, accessible here. And of course, he gave me a link to the site. He says, my inclination is to discard the podcast, not post it. It doesn't really fit my goal, which is to inform about Japan and drive traffic to my sites that I sell. I guess he sells products and services on. The reason I'm asking for opinions is that I'd also love, it was also one of the most lively and interesting conversations that I've had during a podcast. Uh, at least as far as what I've done so far. So I believe in not, I believe in being civil and the argument was civil, even, even though we did, we didn't agree is what he's saying. So I'm trying to paraphrase as I go through here. He says, if this was your podcast and it didn't go along with your goals for what your podcast is, knowing that it's the most interesting podcast that you've pretty much the most lively conversation you've had and recorded so far in an interview, would you post it or not? And so that was Dave's question to me. And with that, what I decided to do is to answer Dave's question with this. Hey, David, this is Cliff Ravenscraft over at PodcastAnswerMan.com. And I wanted to give you an answer regarding your question about your audio levels for your voice compared to your interviewee recorded Skype conversations. First of all, I'd love to tell you that there are a bunch of different ways that you can record Skype conversations and... Using software on your computer is not the best way to do that. In fact, you had mentioned this early on in episode eight of your podcast. I've had two computer crashes in the past couple weeks, which have kept me from posting the podcast on time, but I finally have it ready. 
Now, given the fact that you had some computer crashes and that delayed your recording, that is one of the reasons, one of the many reasons why I don't record any audio into my computer. The question is whether or not you're interested in investing in equipment uh, to help you record in a different way that's going to give you better audio recordings without the need to go in and do all the stuff in post-production. However, for those who are not interested in investing in audio equipment, uh, which, by the way, would run the, to get the right equipment, to get everything set up right around $400, and that would give you everything you need to do. As far as the... Uh, question of what do you do if you have the recordings where you have recorded in a software program and these are the audio volumes between yourself and your interviewee? Well, I'd love to give you a sample of uh, some things that can be done in post-production using software. Now, what I'm, what you're about to hear, I'm going to give you two audio clips. The first one here is I'm going to play 30 seconds of your podcast exactly as you put it out on the web. So here's that sample right now. That was in uh, 1974, so a completely different Japan. Right. Mm. Well, Japan, <laughs> no, I'd say Japan is still tribal. Yeah. Well, still yeah. Mm-hmm. And do you see that ethic, if you will, kind of fraying, I guess, not really falling apart, but fraying around? I mean, there's a lot in the newspaper of, I think, the Japanese also seeing that. But do you see that with having been here for over 30 years? No, I, um, in some ways, the Japanese are more groupist than they used to be. Hmm. Uh, Pre-war Japan was very different. Okay, now here is a sample of the same exact audio clip, only this is where I have done a couple different things in post-production to get your audio levels to match that of your interviewee. So with that, here's the same 30-second clip, have a listen. That was in uh, 1974, so a completely different Japan. Right. Mm. Well, Japan. <laughs> no, I'd say Japan is still tribal. Yeah. Well, still yeah. Mm-hmm. And do you see that ethic, if you will, kind of f- fraying? I guess not really falling apart, but fraying around. I mean, there's a lot in the newspaper of, I think the Japanese also seeing that. But do you see that with having been here for over 30 years? No, I, um, in some ways, the Japanese are more groupist than they used to be. Hmm. Uh, pre-war Japan was very different. So there you go. That is the difference. I'm, I'm certain that you can tell the difference hands down. And you may be asking yourself, okay, Cliff, now how do I do that? Well, I'm going to tell you, you're using Audacity, which is, is fine. It's a free audio recording and editing software uh, package out there and what I've just done can be done with audacity now if it was a 40 minute conversation it would probably take me at least an hour to an hour and a half to do what you just heard for the entire length of that for that recording and and quite simply you do that by going in and amplifying each of your sections where you're talking individually using the effect generation uh, tool on the audacity program now what you just heard 
uh, only took me no less or no more than uh, 30 seconds to perform. However, if the conversation was an entire 40 minutes long, the same effect would be applied all the way across the entire recording. And it would take me about four minutes. And actually, it wouldn't take me four minutes. It'd take me 30 seconds. And then I could walk away, come back four minutes later, and the entire interview would sound just like that second clip where your audio level matches the audio level of your interviewee perfectly. Now, that is a program that cost me $349, and it is available. I'll tell you what, I would be willing to work with you one-on-one if you are not aware of what I'm talking about going in and increasing the audio levels of those individually, and if you need some help on how to do that. I use a program called GoToMeeting where I share my screen with you. I'll open up the audio recording, and I'll show you exactly how to accomplish what I just did. Otherwise, hopefully that answers your question. Uh, using the software that you have, if you want to use the audio quality that you currently have, uh, you simply go into Audacity, highlight each spot where you say anything, and amplify that using the effect tool and then amplification, and then you just increase that up to match your interviewee. Hopefully. All right, so there we go. I wanted to add, add to that. And I have talked with him further in the, uh, you know, in offline from that conversation that I just recorded there. Want to let you know that there are some other things that I would love to share with you. One is a program called Levelator. And I know that uh, one of my friends in the chat room here just recently posted that as well. If you just do a Google search for it, Levelator, L E V E L A T O R, you'll find it. It's an absolutely free program. It it does somewhat the same thing. I'm not a huge fan of how it, it, it amplifies some of the signals over others, but it I, I would much prefer using Levelator than going to uh you know Audacity and trying to find every single spot. Now somebody else is asking, you know, did he record all this on the same track? You know, both his voice and the interviewee's voice. Another option there, and I think this was what Dave said he was going to end up doing, was he's going to record the interviewee on the left track and he's going to record his own voice on the right track would make it a lot easier to just go in and do one amplification over the entire process on the left channel to, to, or on the right channel to bring his audio levels up to the same level as his interviewee. So there are a lot of different options out there. And but anyway, that that was what I had shared with him. What I'm going to do now is I'm going to go ahead and play the rest of the audio clip that I sent over to him regarding his second question about the content. And if you have any more questions, I'd love to help you. As far as the second question you had about the you had a second question about the content regarding whether or not you would put in the interview. Uh, you're kind of conflicted whether or not to put it in because it's kind of, it kind of got political at the end. You, your first, you said it says, you said it doesn't fit your goal of what the podcast is for. So when I read that, I, I think to myself, well, if it does not fit the purpose and the goal of what this podcast is, then I would say, no, don't release it. If it does not fit in with the values and the principles and the goals and the purpose of this podcast, then no, I would not post it. But then down below, you said that, you know, well, the only thing is, is that this was the most lively and interesting podcast I've ever done. Well, I would give you two things. Number one is, is something lively and interesting 
uh, worthwhile again, going against your principles, values, and goals for the original podcast that you have. I, you know, I'm very big on having a purpose and, and, and having all the content that I do drive towards that purpose. And if it doesn't drive towards that purpose, I would not release it no matter how lively and interesting the discussion is. Now, you're not me, but if it were me, and of course, if you go to gspn.tv slash shows, you'll see I do 22 different podcasts. So probably what I would do is if that was if that was something extremely interesting or very lively and I thought that that was something that gave me a little extra passion and oomph, there are two things I'd consider. Reconsider your goal and purpose for your original podcast or number two, start a second podcast where you have more of these politically active, lively, interesting conversations. Anyway, I'd love to help you further. If you're interested in one-on-one consulting, I am available for that. If you are interested in equipment sales to help you get the equipment and a setup and also training that go along with that to help you learn how to record Skype conversations where you'll never have to worry about a computer crash on the recording end of things, then I can help you on that as well. Anyway, we'll talk to you soon and I'm out of here. Bye-bye. All right, so there you go. That is That just is a little sample of how I do social networking and get, providing free information and answers to some folks out there to help just, you know, number one, to give them some advice and help them along their way. It, it, as it turns out, uh, it probably Dave's going to be able to use Level Later or he's going to split those tracks into, uh, you know, his, his audio on the right and the interview on the left and, and work things out. And that's not going to turn into a consulting call. But here, here's the one thing, and this goes for those of you who are out there. We talked last week about monetization and stuff like that. Can Just remember the, the idea of providing something of value to folks, and what will happen is down the road, it will come back to you somehow. And, and I don't know if it'll come directly from Dave or not, but... But this is this is what I believe in doing is, is trying to offer as much as you can to help people. And when something happens and they really are in a bind, they're going to come to you and they're going to say, you know, I trust you because I know you give good advice and you're not just in this to nickel and dime me. And, and that's another valuable thing to add to this conversation. And it goes along with last week's episode. So anyway, uh, let's move right along. I got another email that I want to share with you. This comes from another client of mine, and he recently just wrote in. This is from Paul Clinton. He says, hey, Cliff, wanted, to, wanted you to hear our first podcast using the new Edderall recorder. Uh, and by the way, he, he's the person who runs, he, I think he's the direct editor for Police, uh, Police Magazine. And uh, anyway, here I just want to give you a little before and after feel for his podcast. And I, I've got a, two little audio clips. This is what his audio, when he called me and, and he emailed me, when we first started talking with one another, he says, Cliff, would you be willing to listen to one of my episodes and, and tell me if you're, you think there's something you can do to help me improve the quality of my audio? And when I listened to it, this is what I heard. Welcome to Police Magazine's monthly authors podcast. Uh, my name is Paul Clinton, uh, the magazine's web editor, and today we'll be speaking with uh, Adam Eisenberg, who's written a book called Different Shade of Blue, How Women Change the Face of Police Work. The book explores, as the title indicates, a very interesting area of law enforcement and female police officers. All right, so that's what he sounded like before, and through the course of the conversation, 
you know, we were discussing his budget and stuff like that. And we talked about a bunch of different things. And I just want to let you know, he's going to eventually move into a Heil PR40 with a small mixer. And then he's going to send everything into a digital audio recorder. And it's going to sound so fantastic and everything like that. But before, he says, well, what's the most important piece of equipment? And through the conversation, I learned that he said, you know, I'm going to be out in the field and I want to be able to be portable. So can I take all this mixer and microphone and stuff with me? And I was like, well, if you're looking to to do it this way, let's go ahead and start with the Edderall recorder. And and once we start with the Edderall recorder, we can add the other equipment to it. And then when you're in the studio, it's going to sound out of this world. And when you're not in studio, you'll be able to still just take the recorder with you in your pocket, pull it out, sit it on the table, and and have some pretty decent sounding audio calls or um, audio interviews on your thing. So again, just real quickly, this is how he sounded in the uh, before. Welcome to Police Magazine's monthly authors podcast. All right, and this is what it sounds like after. Oh, my name is Paul Clinton. I'm the uh, web editor of Police Magazine, and we've had the pleasure today to uh, be given a few minutes. All right, and I just want to—I do want to point out a couple things. When I talk to Paul, and when I talk to anybody who's purchasing an Edderall recorder, I do suggest, if it's possible, and again, again, it's not always possible. And it sounds to me like he was sitting in this police chief's um, office, which is a quote-unquote quiet room or whatever. Quiet rooms are never quiet. Quiet rooms always have noise. Matter of fact, right above me, I have an air vent blowing air conditioning right down on me, and it's actually even hitting my microphone. But if I'm silent, you really don't hear it, and it's because of the type of microphones that I use. Now, the Edderall recorder, when you don't go through the extra expense of buying the you know the additional equipment, the interview mic or whatever, the dynamic microphones to plug in, which you really shouldn't need to, um, I always suggest if it's possible, go someplace where there's a little ambient noise, you know, a, a bunch of people going around in the background with a little conversation off on the other side of the room and phones ringing, people walking through, stuff like that. Go to one of those places because at least you're going to give an ambient sound. But it sounded to me like um, Paul, what he did was he went into the to an office where it's supposedly quiet. And what you hear up in the beginning a little bit is a, like the rustling of clothes or paper or something like that. You do hear a little bit of that, but still, you go from this. Welcome to Police Magazine's monthly author's podcast. Uh, my name is Paul Clinton. And then to answer James's question in the chat room, that what you're about to hear, I'm going to play the entire thing, and you'll actually hear the interview, uh, the interviewee, the police chief, uh, actually talking. And yes, what you're about to hear is directly off the Edderall's recording mic, or the Edderall recorder's microphones. Oh, my name is Paul Clinton. I'm the uh, web editor of Police Magazine, and we've had the pleasure today to uh, be given a few minutes to speak with Tony Bath, the new uh, police chief of the Oakland PD. I guess one of the cor- cornerstones of my career is going into locations or or teams that have been seen as being dysfunctional, and I think the critical piece is then building a team and trying to make a shift. And it's not so much what you do, but giving people the opportunity to shine. Mm. And I think like any NFL team, if you're looking at a football team, if you can bring them together and give them an opportunity to shine, put all the pieces together, Mm -hmm. then you just kind of step out of the way and let them do what they do. And 
Um, I think people have done that for me, put me in places and positions that I've had the opportunity to do that, which has gotten me promoted at different levels. You rose through the ranks 25 years ago. You started with the department. What was your first uh, assignment? Do you remember? Well, actually, I uh, came on the department probably, it'll be 28 years here in January. I came on as a civilian initially. There you go. So do you hear the difference? I mean, that radically changes the quality of that program. Now, the only thing that I would have done differently in that interview is I would have taken it outside of his office. I would have taken it even outside. You know, birds chirping in the background, whatever the case may be. You guys have heard me do this many times, but I mean, I'm going to do it again. And you'll probably eventually get tired of hearing this little bit of an audio clip. But I, I think it just really drives it home. Here's the here's an example of ambient sound. Hello, everybody, and welcome back to another episode of My Crazy Life. Cliff Ravenscraft here. You can tell by the sounds of the birds singing, spring has definitely sprung in our neighborhood. I'll just uh, let you hear that for a second there. There's nothing like walking out your door where you look up into the sky and it's pure blue. There's not a single, not a single cloud. I'm looking all around 360 degrees, not a single cloud in the air. The sun is just as bright as bright can be. In fact, kind of blinding in a way, even when you're not looking up. All right, so there you go. Do you hear the picture that's being painted in the background with the birds? It just totally radically changes it when you consider that consi- uh, compared to the echo of the walls. A few minutes to speak with Tony Bath. So, I mean, even though this sounds excellent. But giving people the opportunity to shine. Mm. And I think like any NF... NF, NF- and, you know, again, it depends on what your interviewee is comfortable with and stuff like that. But But there's no question that this... And I think like any NF, NF, NFL team, if you're looking at a football team... Sounds better than... Welcome to Police Magazine's month. That. And just so you know, this... Welcome to Police Magazine's month. That's actually one of those little um, voice recorders. You know, the little Sony lecture recorders, voice memo recorders from... You know, you can pick them up. Usually they run right between $39, $89. This right here... Welcome to Police Magazine is, you know, 80 bucks from Staples or Best Buy or wherever you can buy those little digital recorders. And and here is the Edderall recorder. Together, mm-hmm. then you just kind of step out of the way and let them do what they do. And and so it's all about improving the quality of your sound. And, of course, all of it is about the, the investment. Now, I'm going to go back to this one right here. Hello, everybody, and welcome back to another episode of My Crazy Life, Cliff Ravenscraft. Now, as I'm playing this before, I saw, I'm saw i reading the chat room here, and uh, James says, absolutely, that sound is very impressive. Uh, James then says, that's just sweet. Now, of course, he's talking about the birds tweeting in the background. He says, I have finally been sold. That's good to hear. Uh, and then Dave says in the chat room, he says, what's that low rumble we he- we're hearing? This. Hello. And then Lee says, is it traffic? Traffic, And then Dave says, sounds like it. And yeah, it is absolutely traffic in the background. Um, and also, it could be even a little bit of the airplane. I actually, uh, airplanes, I live right 
in the backyard of the Cincinnati Northern Kentucky Airport. I mean, the runway is just across the street uh, from our neighborhood, and it, it gets real loud from time to time. But still, the ambient noise of this... Hello, everybody, and welcome back to another episode of My... ...is still a better interview setting than, I think, this. Oh, my name is Paul Clinton. I'm the uh, web editor of Police Magazine. But it's still, like I said, this... Oh, my name is Paul Clinton. I'm... ...is still better than... Welcome to Police Magazine's monthly author's podcast. Uh, My name is Paul Clinton. So, drastically, there are different things you can do to radically change the sound of your podcast, to improve the quality of it. And oftentimes people say, well, Cliff, you know, what, what's, what's most important? I'm on a tight budget. I, I, will, I will always probably, probably always lead people, depend, and it all depends on where are you going to be recording? What are you going to be doing? And so everything I answer here, please understand this. I cannot give you, actually, I said I, I will always, almost always do this. Okay, that was a wrong statement. I don't always suggest people go with the Edderall first before you buy the rest of the equipment because there are some other people that it just makes perfect sense that the Edderall, you know what, it's more important. You're always going to be in the studio. You need to go with the microphone, the mixer, and I don't like to say this, but I'm going to say go ahead and send the audio into your computer and record it into Audacity. So there, there's a whole lot of things that, that you can uh, play around with there. Um... Anyway, so basically that that's that's where I would say, you know, those are just some examples of some some things that you can do to help improve sound. There's a whole lot more that we could go into, but I think that covers it pretty much. I want to go into one more bit of feedback that I got another question here. This comes from my friend Gordon. Uh Gordon is I think he's an uh, an attorney. And he does a podcast, and what I would like to do is play his question, and it's something that I deal with on a consistent basis, especially since I do 22 different podcasts. Hi, Cliff. Gordon Firemark from the Entertainment Law Update podcast at entertainmentlawupdate.com. My question for you is about show preparation. In particular, my show, which uses me and another host in another city, uh, we... um, accumulate a bunch of links over the course of the weeks leading up to each of our recording sessions. And uh, I'm looking for the right tools to help me pull those links together into categories of topics and so on, because we may have three or four links on a particular story topic. And uh, we use Delicious nowadays, and the tagging feature just isn't working quite the way I'd like to do. I'd also like to have something that would export very easily into a show notes uh, format that I can drop into my WordPress blog and uh, and then just add a few things and have my show notes ready to go. So any suggestions you or your listeners have would be more than welcome. I'd really appreciate it. And uh, keep up the great work. Podcast Answer Man is a fantastic show, and I really appreciate all that you do to uh, help other podcasters out. Thanks. All right, Gordon, thank you very much for your call and your question. And by the way, there are a lot, there are a lot of different ways that you can do show notes. I know a lot of people are... Out there, they're using delicious tags, and and they're they're using all these social networking sites to kind of tag things. And then, of course, you've got to bring it all together for your show notes, like you said. I have two words for you, my friend. It's called Google Documents. Google Documents. In fact, the next episode of Business Tech Weekly, episode number four of Business Tech Weekly, is all about Google Documents. It is available. It's going to be only available to our GSPN.TV Plus members. 
uh, that episode. But if you're a Plus member, you'll have access to it. If not, you can still catch it for free live at 7.30 a.m. next Thursday morning as uh, we record live because on the live stream, we do put it out for free. But uh, Google Docs, even Daryl in our chat room, he says Google Docs is definitely the way to go. And what's great about it is you can share it. And um, that share, shared document, you can be in it in here in Hebron, Kentucky. And I have Andy Traub in a completely different state in the Google document. We're both typing things in and we see each other adding content, moving content around in the same document at the same time. We post links in there. You can actually post hyperlinks in there. You can you can even create a public version of the document that updates every time you make a change. Um, so that you, if you go, for example, if you go to atcnotes.com, or actually, no, it's gspn.tv slash atcnotes, I believe is what it is. That'll take you to the public version of the About the Church podcast show notes. So, I mean, it's just amazing what you can do. Not only that, but once we're finished, once we're finished, everything is all there. I just basically highlight the entire content of the show notes and I go to WordPress. And when I actually update the spot where it says in this episode, I go right after that and and just hit paste. And then I just make sure that it's formatted and looks real nice. Uh, for the show notes. And sometimes we'll, we'll leave in the show notes in the Google Doc, we'll leave the uh, hyperlinks all the way written out so that I can just highlight those, highlight the text, and then turn the text into a hyperlink to that episode. If that doesn't make sense, go check out the uh, show notes for any of my shows at gspn.tv slash shows and you'll you'll see how it's all worked out anyway thank you guys for your calls if you want to give us a call ask us questions here at podcastanswerman.com it's 859-795-4067 again that's 859-795-4067 i'll be back next week i record shows all day every thursday from 7 30 in the morning till five o'clock in the afternoon or evening i guess i should say and i'd love to have you join me at gspn.tv slash live there's a schedule at gspn.tv slash schedule. Of course, I would love nothing more than to sell you some audio equipment to improve the quality of the sound of your show or even to work with you one-on-one during consulting. Just contact me. You can see all the information how to get in touch with me at podcastanswerman.com. God bless. God bless.